Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke. Please give me five stars on Apple. If you're a lesbian who won't let a trans woman put their hot dog in your donut, then you're a bigot. You're almost as bad as a Trump voter. But you're not as bad as someone who chooses Chevy over Ford. Today on the Anti-Woke Podcast, the new Blockton reported is talking about something called the cotton ceiling. Kind of like the glass ceiling where women, uh, whatever, they can rise so high in a company, but then people stop promoting them. I mean, I think today they're like, we need three women in the highest reaches. So they're like, they just grab the first three women they can grab and affirmative action them right to the top. But anyways, in the past, I'm sure women were passed over. Just like men are passed over today. But apparently the cotton ceiling... I haven't heard how it got that name. But anyways, the cotton ceiling is when someone doesn't want to have sex with a transgender person. And I guess like one of the more famous cases, there was a a lesbian porn star who, whatever, had been signed up to have, I guess, lesbian sex with a trans woman. Trans woman, you know, born a man. Um... And when she found out what was down there, she refused to have sex with that person. This lesbian only has sex with biological women, basically. And I don't think, I don't think trans people are complaining about all the lesbians that they can't do. Uh, mostly, they're talking about straight people, like you know, whichever you know, a trans woman, whichever way she goes, she probably wants, she probably wants to have sex with straight men, anyways. And then some straight men don't want to have sex with her, and so. That's not fun. You know, I don't know if it's fair or not, but... Whatever, you know, if you see a large... You know, if you're like, oh, half the population is smoking hot, and I want to have sex with them, and then that half of the population is like, we don't want to have sex with you, you know, that could be a problem. But I like stats. So here's the funny thing. So they did, you know, they they did some sort of survey, and obviously straight people do not want to have... I mean, obviously, it's obvious to me. Straight people do not want to have sex with trans men or women. Actually, that's not true. I think that lesbians love to have sex with trans men. Basically, lesbians like to have sex with people who were born a woman and take a bunch of testosterone. But no one really cares about trans men. You know, they don't have a lot of mental health issues. They don't get murdered. Whatever. They're kind of just like lesbians who take steroids. They're lesbians on steroids. Anyways, they're not the issue. The issue is always trans women because... It just goes along, for whatever reason, it goes along with a lot of, like, serious mental health and drug issues and, you know, prostitution and whatnot. So that's the people that people want to help because they're the most downtrodden. Anyways, so the stat. The stat is straight people don't want to have sex with trans women. You know who also doesn't want to have sex with trans women? Trans women. So I think, you know, most trans women are like, yeah, I want to have sex with a straight dude. And then maybe some trans women are like, I want to have sex with, whatever, straight women. But, anyways, the kind of person they want to have sex with ain't someone just like themselves. And that's a little bit of a shame. They should get over that and then, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, like, I always thought, like, like, say you go to a party, you know, what's the difference between straight and gay? Say you go to a party, you know, and you... Whatever, you're going to drink some alcohol and try and hook up with someone. 
Well, if everyone's straight, then that means half that, you know, if it's a 50-50 mix of men and women at the party, then that means half of the people in that party, whatever, are useless to you. In fact, they're your, they're your competition. It'd be better if none of those, you know, say you're a man. If you were a man, it's like, you really don't need any of those men there. If it was just you and pure women, like, that would be perfect. One of them would probably, you know, lower their uh, criteria and go home with you if they get drunk enough. Anyways, that's, you know, for 90-whatever percent of the population, that's how things are. And that's certainly how things have been throughout, you know, the last 100,000 years. Maybe not a party, it's a village. But my point is, is like, say you have like a gay, a gay dude, a gay man party, then it's just, whatever, every single person there is someone you might, you know, might be attracted to you. Basically doubles your odds. I mean, it's pretty awesome. I always kind of, I'm not going to say I regretted not being gay, but certain things like that, you know, like you don't, I mean, I don't believe you get to choose. So like if, you know, if it had been taken out of my hands and I had been struck gay by God's lightning bolt, it would have made some parties pretty awesome. That makes me think of another stat. Um, I think there's like a, there is. There's a, people think that gay men are promiscuous, basically. And, you know, people think that. When, when I, you know, when people think something, I go and look up the stats. Let's find out. Is that true, basically? And I forget the numbers, but the answer was most gay men you know, 50, 80, 90%, I don't know. Most gay men are no more promiscuous than straight men. But there's a small sec, you know, whatever, a less than half, you know, it may be 5%, it may be 49%, I don't remember. But a less, you know, a minority of gay men are crazy promiscuous. Like, you know, they'll have, whatever, I'm going to make up some numbers, but, you know, like maybe... You know, if one gay dude has a hundred sex partners, it just raises the average for all gay men. But you know, it's basically you know maybe gay. You know, almost all gay men have five sex partners in their life or something. Ten, five, ten, and then one of them has a thousand. It's like boom. Now it seems like gay men have a super high uh, average amount of sex partners. But if you meet a gay man on the street, he's probably not in that category. He's probably just a normal normal person as far as promiscuity goes. So People should, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think people are going around creating problems for gay people by thinking they're promiscuous anymore. You know, maybe in the, I think in the 90s is kind of where I heard that idea. But if you're believing that, uh, you should adjust your views a little bit accordingly. All right, so I'm learning about this right along with you. And I guess the cotton ceiling is... It's usually actually applied. It's trans women and lesbians. Lesbians who do not, do not want to have sex with trans women. And then you get to call them bigots. These lesbian bigots. Don't want to have sex with someone who calls himself a woman and has a penis. I guess I'll say I don't, I don't have like any too many crazy fetishes. But uh, I could see coming up with a, a lesbian fetish. Like, you know, if I had to have a fetish, I think a lesbian fetish would be, that'd be one of the first that I'd uh, pick off the shelf. And then if I could get lesbians to have sex with me because I say you're a bigot until they do, I don't know, there's a certain appeal to that. That's the first, first, time, first good thing I ever heard about being a trans woman. Hmm.
Then Katie Herzog, she's the blocked and reported girl, uh, lesbian. Uh, she brings up the concept of deceit as rape. Like, if you deceive someone and then they, you know, consensually, you know, what would otherwise be consensual sex, except that you deceive them to get them to agree to that consensual sex, is that rape? I'm not sure, but that's an interesting uh, concept. I'm a millionaire, baby. Let's have sex. Next day, uh, I'm unemployed. I got no money. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that would count as rape. I guess I'm being a little transphobic. If you, if you say that you're a different gender or whatever, if you say you're a different biological sex than you are to get someone to sleep with you, uh, for some reason that seems worse to me than just like saying you're rich and then not being rich or saying you're a Democrat but you're actually a Republican. Saying you voted for Biden, but you actually voted for Trump. Huh. You can do a lot of these. Saying that the best James Cameron movie is Titanic, but you actually think it's Terminator. Saying you like Ford, but you actually like Chevy. Say you like cooking, but you actually like to just watch football and drink beer. Some of these are going to be long-haul deceits. I mean, see, at some point you just get down to, like, Every couple deceives each other and says they're better than they are because they want to get the best partner. Like, I never sit around the house in sweatpants and eat cheese and just fart. What? That's rape. You show you, you told me you were a snappy dresser. And you ate Beano. So, you know, besides calling you a bigot, uh, another thing they another thing they another uh, phrase they bandy about is genital fetishist. So that's pretty funny. But Jesse brings it up. It's kind of like... It's like self-identification. You know, maybe you self-identify as a woman. Maybe what you want to do is just... You know, you find the person you want to boink, and you just say, I self-identify as the person that you should boink. That you should do some boinking with. I can get on board with that. So I'll give you my upshot on all this, which is, I like what the trans uh, activists are doing. And this is not exactly right, this is a little jokey, but basically the trans activists, they're like, black people are racist, lesbians are homophobic. It's a good circular firing squad, and uh, the lion-ass media is... You know, they're eating it up and then shooting themselves in the foot. So, it's good. I'm going to bring in a clip of Katie Herzog here. Love her. And, I don't know, it makes me think. I, I knew a, I had a friend. A friend was a woman. She was an attractive woman who, whatever. She had all the things going for her that an attractive woman would, would have. This is, where we're, this is where we were younger, like teenagers. And I think she, I think she said once to me that she wished she had been born a boy. Like, she wasn't a lesbian. Whatever, she was a completely normal girl and grew up to be a completely normal woman. But, uh, you know, I don't know if it was like you can pee standing up or if it was... I don't, I don't know what was going through her mind. But she basically saw some advantages in being a boy. And so it makes me wonder about this thing that's going on with what used to be lesbians. 
Anyway, I'm going to let Katie say it. Uh, not because I'm afraid to say it, but she says it good, and it's always fun to put it in a clip sometimes. It's tricky. So, so like, during the mid-century civil rights movement, there were white people who didn't view black people as human, and were they were told, no, you have to let them into your diners. I mean, isn't that... They, they had to have their worldview change. Have, maybe this isn't any different. Maybe 20 years from now, we'll realize that male and female were bullshit categories and anyone can be what they want. I fundamentally disagree with wow, that. Wow, you're a and bigot. To me, the, <laughs> and, I, and I've said this before, but like my principal interest in this, in this movement, in this trend, is not, has nothing to do with trans women. It's about the fact that I look around and I see so many women transitioning to males. Like I have, when I moved to Seattle... I hung out with a group of five homosexual females. Four of them are now non-binary. Three of them have got on testosterone. Uh, two of them, at least, have had top surgery. There's something going on here, and this is not like – and if it were just that group, like if it were a one-off, it would seem like an anomaly. But this has happened in every city that I've lived in as an adult, and th- that's my primary interest in this. It's not – it's got nothing to do with trans women. It's not about the cotton ceiling. It's about why the fact that so many women are transitioning or becoming non-binary. There's something fucking going on here, and like – I'm fascinated by it. I'm disturbed by it. And I'm disturbed by the fact that this is something that we're apparently not supposed to talk about. And when I do talk about it, I get so many messages from people thanking me for talking about it because they feel like they can't. I guess I'll leave it with, uh, I'm fatter and I'm lazier than I wish I was. And I'm pretty sure if I could get a bunch of testosterone injected into me, it would help those two problems. Basically, I need to identify as someone who wants tons of testosterone given to them for free by their health insurance. But I think that is currently not a recognized trans identity. Shoot.